What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest and one of my closest friends, Tina Constance. Hey, thanks for having me, Kate. (laughs) Thanks for Skyping with me and doing this remotely. I think it's our first remote podcast. Ever, for sure, over like many years. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense with what the craziness is in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is weird to see your not see your face though. Like while we're doing this. I know. But we're so used to phone conversations. Totally. Uh, that it's not too crazy. Um mm-hmm. so Tina and I have known each other for years. Just to catch people up who maybe haven't listened to our previous ones, Tina and I met when we were both teachers in the New Jersey public school system. Which was an interesting time in our lives, because I think it's uh, over 10 years ago, by the way. I think we're, like, celebrating our 10-year, 10-plus anniversary on that. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like for you being in the public school system? It's just really stifling. I don't think there's any other word for what I felt there. I felt like you have to color between these lines. Because you're teaching children and anything else but between these lines is inappropriate, which was so not true. Yeah, it's so offensive. It's that facade thing, too, where you're expected to be this thing that's not even real. Because a lot of the teachers we knew were portraying a certain side of themselves. And then, you know, some were having affairs and some were smoking or drinking which I don't have anything against actually it's more of the hiddenness and then the expectation you're supposed to be perfect and then you and I were seen as like the black sheep right (laughs) but we're just actually more honest and we were also like the art teachers so like I feel like that already puts you in this weird like oh you're the weird art teacher and then I think what's strange is that I was just young enough to not even we were pretty young. I think I was like 23, 20. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So like I was so young that I didn't even question being authentic yet. It was mm. never something I'd had to hide one way or another. I'd just gotten out of college and like I probably had some bullshit job before that job, but it was like my first real job. It never even occurred to me not to be myself until that job happened. And then I realized that that was like a big no, no. And I yeah. felt like I was like being suffocated there. Yeah, it spit both of us out pretty quickly. Totally. Totally. I was there longer than you were. And my exit, I think, was more, um, what's the word? Like, you left and there wasn't that much drama behind it. Like, you were just like, not for me. Um, I felt like I kind of got chased out with pitchforks and torches. You did because they were you know because my position was temporary so they never thought I'd stay I think they felt like they had to drive you out that way 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had the potential to stay. Yeah. And my soul was allergic to it anyway. So it wasn't a right fit, but it was also pretty jarring (laughs) to have people feel that way. And most of it was the comedy stuff. But I think, I think when you are just an authentic person like you and I are, even though we hadn't maybe thought of it that way back then, when you don't have the desire, the energy to put into like hiding your true self, um, it can, you can get pushed out. Like people act allergic to you in those kinds mm-hmm. of environments. But it was, I was just very grateful that I had you there. That's Me too. Same. I mean, do you remember at some point we decided it was just like chiller for both of us to eat in my classroom? And then like the vice principal sort of like gave us a hard time about that, like that we should be eating with the rest of the teachers. (laughs) Yeah. And he was cute, too. So he would come in and be like, (laughs) what are you guys doing? And we'd be like kind of annoyed at him, kind of giggling because he had that don't quit. (laughs) Yeah, he did have a butt that did not quit. That's absolutely true. He had a butt you could bounce a quarter off of. So, like, we half hated him and half were like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And he's Uh not, like, a cool dude. Like, in my... No. He definitely... He would come in and we'd be... We would have been a lot more annoyed had he not had the butt that don't quit. (laughs) Yeah, if he wasn't handsome, we would have been like, get the fuck out of here right now. (laughs) Which is fucked up, unfortunately. Sorry. No, it's hilarious. And like, no, so yeah, we totally just decided to do lunch on our own, which of course then offended a lot of the people that we didn't want to be part of the like happy hour crew, essentially. Yeah. It just wasn't our, it wasn't our vibe. Mm-mm. And we've managed to stay friends throughout 10 years and yeah. we through a lot and have had very interesting journeys that are still unfolding before our very eyes (laughs) yeah totally feels like more than 10 years ago though if i'm honest i don't even know who those people are that we were in those classrooms yeah it's wild um we would have gotten out of there so much quicker now like we would have never i mean we had to have that experience to understand that you need to get out of that but like this version of us 10 years older would never even allow that to happen. No, no. I mean, weren't they making videos of you? Like we can't really nail it on them, but we're pretty sure it was them. There were two (laughs) teachers (laughs) who hated me. And when I started comedy, yeah, what they would do is like a if if I or if a friend of mine posted a video of me doing comedy online on YouTube, they would quickly download and save it. Because what would happen in my life is we'd put it up or my friend would put it up and then I'd be like, take it down, take it down, take it down. But <laughs> they were like literally searching every night to see if a new video of me was up and then they had compiled it and saved it and then tried to use them to get me fired. I mean, they they created a fake YouTube channel, Miss Wolfpack. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. That's right. I like, remember that. never totally prove it was them, but we know. Yeah, we I know it was them. Know. They, one of, the, one of the people would drive by my apartment at night, and if my car wasn't there, the next day she'd be like, I noticed your car wasn't there. Oh like, she, God. like, yeah, it was just... It was people who didn't, they had a lack in their own life 
and then misguided that energy or projected it. But it just, uh, yeah, it would not be a fit for either one of us. I don't think I would have even done that in high school. Like, I wasn't even that malicious when I was 15, 16. You know what I mean? Like, to download videos and to make a page to try and get someone (laughs) fired because they made you uncomfortable, like... I can't imagine doing that as an adult. It blows my mind until this day. So, you know, one of the videos, you probably remember this, was, like, talking boobs. Like, in yes. my shirt. <laughs> I had a shirt on, but I would pretend to talk with my boobs, and they it was so dumb, but it was like, hi, my name's Boob. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so stupid. But, like, so they had, like, saved that. <laughs> But my face wasn't even in it. But, like, it was just ridiculous, you know? Because, like, some those things are so harmless. And yet, when you when you try to, like, look, that's a teacher. And she's got a video where she's talking with her boobs. And, once and again, let's clarify, her- like, not bare boob. Just, like, with her cleavage. And, like, she's this talking- was, it was harmless. <laughs> it was just, it's so funny, though, how, like, nudity in general and that wasn't even nudity but just like breasts or whatever offend people so we see so many violent movies and people are like okay that guy's arm just got blown off it's another tuesday but then it's like cleavage talking and oh my gosh sound the fire her right now yeah (laughs) oh my god not teach the children she is funny that's not acceptable (laughs) yeah well i'm glad that we stayed friends and uh i want to say congratulations to you thank you tina just got engaged but unfortunately over facetime because you can't see your fiance in person right now it's true so i met my fiance in greece and i'm also greek i met him on vacation and i thought it would just be like some little fling I mean, to add in that he's an entire decade younger than me. Um, mm. But I'm not in my 20s, so I don't want to creep anyone out. He's not a teenager. I am in my 30s. He's <laughs> in his 20s. <laughs> Whenever someone sees me, and then I tell them my fiance's a decade younger than me, the face that they make is like, what? The fuck? And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm in my 30s, not my 20s. You're good. We're good here. Um, so... I wish you knew how many times that's happened to me. Like, um, yeah, that's why I'm laughing so hard. That's so silly. <laughs> that's I mean, I think I just you marrying look, like what, like a sixteen-year-old? Like, yeah, they think I'm married, which is or like a fifteen-year-old. I think for some reason people place me around like twenty, somewhere between twenty-five and twenty-seven. Well, and looking. right, I look young, even when even with the other stuff. Like when I bought the house. All she kept saying to me, the lady who was like signing signing my title documents, kept going, "Well, you're so young, you're so young." And in my head, I'm like, "This bitch has not checked my age. I am not that young." But like, it must just be an outward appearance thing. But anyway, my fiance is in his twenties. We're all good. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it's been like a year now, and we decided that he was going. I was going to go to Greece for vacation. And then when that vacation was done, he was going to move back here with me. But uh, because we have coronavirus, obviously, our borders have been shut down. And I wasn't actually explicitly clear on the details. So we didn't know that the borders were shut down for him 
Wow. And he bought a ticket. It's so unclear that he bought a ticket through his brother's girlfriend, who is a flight attendant. She got him a standby ticket. And even she didn't know that wow. he wasn't going to be admitted into the country. And so he is visiting his brother in Switzerland. He's all packed up to go. This is not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And we're just getting everything in line. Like, I have, like, gotten everything ready for him. I have cleaned out drawers. I have donated clothes. Like, I've been like, oh, my God, there's going to be someone living with you full time. Yeah. And uh, right before he left for the airport, we were just double and triple checking things because, like, Newark had an app where they wanted you to sign something in. And I told him to download it. But then he was like, oh, that's for U.S. citizens only. And then I was like, all right. And we just started looking and then he sent me a screenshot saying that like no European Union citizens were allowed into the country. And it had been since mm. March. And it was just nobody knew that. Nobody yeah. in my direct circle, especially because so many people had been coming to and from Greece. But we didn't realize they were all dual citizens. So they had no problem getting in and out of the country. So we just assumed mm. the Greek borders were open. But they're not. And... um so I think he had planned on proposing in Greece. That didn't happen. And then he had planned on proposing when he got here. <laughs> that didn't happen. So then he just said, like, whatever, I'm I'm just going to do it now. And he asked me over FaceTime, which was really, really sad and cute. Aw. Like, exceptionally sad and cute. First of all, I've never been proposed to before. So that was wild. But second, your instinct is to hug them. Like, to... Because you're just, like, ugly crying and saying yes, and you just want to hug them, but it's, like, impossible. Yeah. Yeah, what an interesting time. I, I love that you're engaged. I love that you're in love and happy. You deserve all of that. Thank you. But it is wild that it's taking place in this time where you can't actually be in the physical, same physical location. So Yeah, and, and it's until... So they're saying that it's until... The order is in place until December 31st, but all that means is until December 31st, he has time to decide, and by he, I mean Trump, has time to decide whether or not he's going to extend it or lift it. Mm -hmm. So we're just in limbo, and we're filing what's called K-1 papers, fiancé visa papers, and they take six to nine months anyway, and I'm at the same time I'm filing for my dual citizenship, which takes about six months too, so... Mm -hmm. We just don't know. It's a big question mark. Man, it just feels like the universe really, really wants so many of us to surrender. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really painful, a lot of what's going on with your situation, yeah. my personal stuff, yeah. and then with what a lot of people are going through. I mean, Black Lives Matter movement stuff. It's been painful. You know, that's not it's it's new in the sense of people's awareness of the issue for certain people is becoming more clear. But there's so much pain and suffering steeped into the soil that I, I just hope life gets easier in general Me too. moving forward. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't act like the struggle's new because even when we were close friends back teaching, um, I was steeped in a lot of struggle. Same. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Same. Different struggle though. This feels like um, 
I think back then we had a lot more like victim in us or like this is happening to me. Whereas now, like, I realize that that order was not put in place because of me. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just having to deal with the fact that it's happening and I'm being as resourceful as possible to try and fix it. Mm hmm which I feel like I'm just in a much more proactive state of my life. And I feel like you are too, like looking at what you just try to accomplish. Like we're just much more proactive. There's less sitting on the floor and crying. Everything's terrible and I can't do anything to fix it. Yeah. 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 There was, I'd say when we first met, there was a lot more accidental emo vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of like, woe is me, this is just life, you know. And I think the positivity that we always had within has taken over yeah. our, our spiritual bodies more so. Where, um, like, we used to have the joke that we would wear moo's and write on the walls one day. Like, <laughs> just like crazy old ladies together. Yeah, and that's so not no. in our vision anymore, you mm-hmm. know. Like, We know that there's so much light and happiness and even just the poetry that I write that I don't really share with most people, but I have shared with you, especially in the past, like it was so dark and dreary a lot of like, oh my God, mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Tina's an amazing poet. Yeah. No, I'm not. But like, so (laughs) sad, just so utterly sad, like the saddest girl in the world. And like, now I look back and I'm like, my God, you could have just. I mean, it takes evolution and it takes that happening, but I could have decided to not partake in that situation anymore. (laughs) You know, like I could have made a decision to start healing around it, Mm. but instead I just dragged it out forever. I don't think we knew any better in a sense. I think, I think both of us got stuck in cycles and patterns that we just couldn't find our way out of until we did, you know? And we've come so far and that's miraculous because there are a ton of people who stay in that mentality of victimhood or, and I, I hit this a little bit yesterday of like the world's just shit, you know, kind of a thing. Um, But I think you and I have just really good hearts, not to say that about ourselves, but we do. And I think, you know, every time we get down, there's this fighter in us that says, no, I can fight for a better life and for a better world for myself and others. And, it conquered even yeah. a lot of that stagnation we had years ago. So. And I think that also the terms of like the terms of my relationships are different now. Mm. What what I said what I said moving forward in this relationship is like, listen, I just want to be happy. Like I know that sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but like I don't want to fight about nothing. I won't fight about nothing. I won't deal with like petty jealousy. It's not a thing I'm gonna deal with. Like, if I'm friends with a guy, I need you to be confident enough to know that I chose you and I want you. Mm-hmm. And if I do something shitty to you at this point, since I've agreed to marry you, that is a reflection of myself. Like, I have dishonored the commitment that I've made. And I don't plan on doing that. So, like, Aww. I need you. Like, I've said, like, I need you to just sort of understand that. That not only is it about you, but it's about me at this point, And I don't intend to embarrass myself. You know what I mean? Like you're such a loyal, beautiful person, and um, 
it's not easy for either one of us to get into a relationship even in the first place. We used to talk about that all the time because there were so many people around us that would like go through a breakup and then literally the next week be with someone else. And you and I would be like, we don't even like that many people. A month later, it would be like they were just as in love with the last person. I'd be like, what? Like, how is that possible? It took me so long to like the last person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just for you to even be in such a, a beautiful committed relationship is huge for you. So I hear what you're saying. It's like, we, we don't just do it to do that. You know, being single is lonely. It's not always the most fun, but we got really comfortable there. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I almost kind of thought that that was it. I never thought that that this would happen. And and it was mostly because of what you're saying. I just didn't like anyone. I couldn't, I never looked at anyone and thought, well, like, I mean, I did previously once. I did think I wanted to marry someone, but life works itself out. And that would have been a disaster. Yeah. So... I'm so happy that it happened this way. And like, or like just in terms of being able to communicate, like I will say what you did, like I felt really forgotten or I felt I'm able to articulate that now. And I know that he's the right person for me because once I articulate it, it changes the next time. Aw. Hold on one second, Kate. Oh, I hear a cute voice though. Yeah. Hold on. We might have to edit this out. Hi, Winky. Or maybe no not. <laughs> I love you. You guys downstairs, okay? All right. Leave your leave your monkeys up here. Okay, good boy. I'm definitely not editing that out. <laughs> that is so cute. That's is my nephew. <laughs> yeah. So I've been staying at my sister's house, which I have been for a while because I wasn't sure what I was where I was going to live. Yeah. And then I just bought a house last week, three months in the making. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. And then we had some issues there too. But again, not going to let it be the end of me. Like, I just need to figure it out and move on. Yeah. The universe definitely likes to throw some curveballs at times, doesn't it, though? And, yeah. you know, it's it's okay to feel the disappointment and the pain. But then I think deciding how you're going to respond and the way you respond is the answer, you know, and you and I've worked so hard on once we fall, getting back up and doing so with grace and self-compassion. And um, yeah, you, I, I know I know what's happened lately. <laughs> you. And I, I just feel like I, I also don't allow myself. And I don't know if this is helpful or not to anyone, because I feel like it is true that you can't understand anything until you work through it yourself. But if it's helpful, I don't let myself get as upset as I used to, if that makes sense. I don't even go there anymore. It's not worth it to me because the struggle to get back out. I used to think you were like honoring your feelings by like letting yourself get as big a mess as possible. Mm. And to some extent it's true, but it's also true that like, it's very hard to come back from that. So you have to just mediate how upset you're allowed to get about something. And, and because if you let it go too far, it's really hard to get back. So if you immediately start talking yourself through it, like with my house, day four into owning it, we have that storm. Um, do you know Isaiah? Is that what it's called? It's, it's a different way to pronounce the name, but you're close. Okay. <laughs> 
think, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. <laughs> I did my best. Um, you're going to get some hate mail. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very sorry. I've only read it on the TV. Um, but yeah, we had that storm and it took down. I mean, I don't even live there yet because we're gut renovating it. But um, took down a tree in my front yard, which took down the power lines, which killed the power for everyone in the neighborhood. So I've owned the house for four days and now the entire neighborhood doesn't have power because of my house. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, fucking great. So I'm there. I stopped by to see if the house is okay with my father. I call the power company a zillion times. And then it's still, it's still just pouring. We go downstairs inside my house and somehow the water got inside this. It does, I'm an interior designer and I work with architects, so it's going to come out a little bit heavy. But it came down the main power supply to the house into the power meter and then down from the power meter into the your service panel where all your electricity comes from mm. somehow water was getting inside that tube from outside from the storm mm. ran directly into my service box and fried the entire power supply to my house like it must have exploded while we weren't there because there was just blackness all around it and so I panicked and I not panicked but I thought what happens when the power goes back on now? Mm. So I called the fire department thinking like, what happens if the power goes back on and it shoots into my soaking wet panel? Yeah. So then like 11 o'clock at night, there's three cops, two fire trucks, a whole crew of like men in their gear in my basement. And I'm just like, I am so sorry. Like all the neighbors are coming outside. It was unreal. You know, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. And, like, it was just insanity. And, like, you know, it's going to cost me a ton of money. Money that I was hoping to put towards the, like, aesthetics of the house. Not just of the bones of the house. But here we are, you know. Yeah, you know, life can be a real fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, of course, my fiance is supposed to be here helping me with this house. We were supposed to move into this house together. So, like. It's just insult to injury, too. Like, he's not here. We're not working on it. All this happens, and now it's going to cost me even more money. And he's just not here to be here with me during that. Thank God for my family. I'm not saying they're not supportive. They're insanely supportive. But it's just tough. Yeah, it's like the universe once again showing both of us with our situations. Like, you guys are going to have to be independent women for just a bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Like, we didn't take this away from you. It's still who you are at your core. (laughs) Don't worry, ladies. Don't get too codependent. It's like, okay. Today's podcast is sponsored by Care-of. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. They are vitamins and supplements that are delivered to you, which is super-duper convenient. Your vitamin recommendations come in daily, individually-wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And the packaging is super-duper cute. With personalized, I don't know how personalized, but they have these quotes on each one that I really like. They have quality that you can see and taste, and Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by science, with extensive product information available on their website for anyone who wants to read it. 
you could, what you do is you take an in-depth five-minute online quiz, which I personally found fun, and then you can follow care of's expert recommendations, or you can adjust your pack at any time. What you receive in your individual packets is totally up to you. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code INVASION50. Once again, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code INVASION50. By the way, everyone is awake now, so there may or may not be a dog barking soon. That's fine. Dog barking is allowed. This Uh, is the new life where we're all stuck home and all work calls are just like prone to children barging in, dogs barking, just pure mayhem at all times. It's insane. Yeah, the, there's just a whole new world going on right now. Everyone's adjusting. Um, I don't know how I'm adjusting, but what are you going to do? Um, can we talk yeah. about the new Stephanie Myers novel? That I yes, put- I haven't read any of it. Maybe we should give them a little bit of our Twilight background. <laughs> yes, we have to. Let's first do that. Why don't you start with our Twilight background? <laughs> I think that the truth was we were teachers when they came out. That's when we were teaching at Westfield. and. Yeah. For me, at least, all the kids were talking about it. I hadn't read it yet, but all the children were talking about it. So I kind of felt like, fuck it, let me read it too. Yeah. And I think I read all of them continuously because they were, like, you know, meant for young adults in like four days. Like, Mm -hmm. I ripped through them, all of them, back to back to back. And then we were like low key Twilight obsessed. Low key, <laughs> high key, high key. You were more low key. I was full nerd. Um, yeah, well, that's that is how we heard from it. And then I was also going through my divorce, and something about <laughs> Edward and Bella's love story kept me alive and infused with hope that there was this love out there that could be had. You know, while I'm going through a place where everything's kind of crashing down, you know? So it really kept some kind of magic alive for me. And I got teased a lot, not by you. Um, But some people had real issues with how much I loved it because it really was taking me through a dark place. Oh my gosh, you needed it. You were you like, it was a crutch for you and that's totally okay. And I mean, it was for me too. Like it was like, we were both in a rough spot. I mean, I was literally getting, which is even weirder, I was getting into an abusive relationship, not even getting out of one. I was, like, entering it willingly. And and I think, yeah, for me, too, it was just something hopeful and something like, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be like, which is weird, because when I look back at it now, it's kind of weird. But anyway, <laughs> like, their weird obsession with each other. I love and, it. Like, I love it. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm here for it anymore. But anyway. <laughs> Tell me about the, you started reading it? So, yes. Okay. So, so she put out a new book called Midnight Sun. And what was so weird is that my boyfriend, CG and I, he, he, he had no idea. He's not, or he's not a reader of Twilight, but he kept making jokes using the words Midnight Sun. Um, and he, he would say like, once he's out and free, I'm going to ride him into the midnight sun, which was just mm-hmm. so funny and random. And we would laugh. It was funny. Yeah. And then, and I had never heard that phrase. And then all of a sudden I see 
this this was like months and months ago. It was like Stephanie Meyer's new novel, Midnight Sun. And I was like, shut up. You know, You're like, no, I can't. Yeah, that's crazy, like, actually. You're like, I can't handle that. I was like, that's so weird for him to be making that that joke and th- this phrase I've never heard. And then it's it's the next book in the Twilight series, which is a series that like has spoken to me in a very deep way. So, um, but I wasn't looking out for the release date, but then it just so happened to come out Tuesday and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go get it. And it's good. It's, it's Edward's perspective on how he met Bella. So even though it's good, it really is retelling the story we already read just from a new perspective, which is kind of cool. And it's kind of also repetitive. (laughs) Well, I mean, there must be something cool about it because. I'm sure when we read it, like we weren't just reading Bella's perspective. We were Bella. And so yeah. now it's almost like lifting the curtain and trying to imagine. Like, I don't, I have no idea. Maybe I should ask him, but I have no idea what his name's Costa. Like Costa was experiencing, like when he met me, like, yeah. did he think that it was just going to be a fling? I have no idea. So in a way that is kind of cool. Unless it's cheesy, unless the book is not good. Oh. No, it is. It, for that reason, it's great, you know, and that's ultimately why I picked it up um, because it's what you're saying. I think in our society, it's like allowed for girls to be romantic, you know, and to mm-hmm. be openly romantic, at least. So it does, like you said, you you peek behind the curtain. It's still written by a woman. So, you know, but you're getting to see the man's perspective of what it was like falling for Bella. And for those of you who don't know about the Twilight series, Bella is immediately infatuated with this guy, Edward, who just so happens to be a vampire. No big deal. <laughs> Casual. Whatevs. But it, it comes across to her that he's kind of like on and off cold with her. And in this book, it really explains what was really going in his head and how he was actually just as infatuated with her, but had to be so reserved because of his. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Empire issues. His his situation. Yeah, his situation. (laughs) You know, he didn't want to accidentally eat her and kill her. You had something so clear there, actually, that I did I've never really thought about. There's so much less of that narrative. There's so much less what the man is experiencing. We I mean to the point that like, you know, we're both full blown adults and we don't we I at least I can say for myself, I still don't really know what it's like for a dude to fall in love with a girl they always portray it as just like a purely physical i want her i want her i want her and maybe it is something like that but like i don't think so i don't when it transitions from like i want her to i love her yeah i think i think men are just as romantic as women i think because it's not deemed cool for a man to be vulnerable like that 
um, there's a lot more hiddenness that has to take place on their end. And women can be predators just as much as a man can be. So I think men um, can also be very guarded about how they open up. You know what I mean? Like, it almost seems like, oh, well, women just want romance more. I think men want it just as much. But they almost want to guard that soft place harder. Yeah, it's vulnerable for them. It's embarrassing or something because of whatever's been written around it for them. That, like, once you show it, you're super vulnerable. Yeah. So I think sometimes their, their image is at stake or they feel they've been had. You know, like if they open up and finally give that part of themselves and then the girl abuses that, um, it's like, oh, I've been had or something. I've been tricked where girls can feel like that, too. But it's still I think there's still less of a stigma to be a heartbroken woman than to be a heartbroken man. Totally. Uh, So, yes, I do appreciate the book for that reason of getting to read about a man you know, being so sensitive and in love and yet having to portray externally a kind of strength or reserve of, you know, caring less or something when in truth that's not really going on. And we can just look at like young, young boys to even know that they're just as nuggety and cute, mm-hmm. right? You have <laughs> Absolutely. To, you know, I have my son and everyone's born a vulnerable creature wanting intimacy, love and connection. So, yeah. And then so true. I never thought of it like that. Like just, yeah, there's nothing inherent. My, my nephew's three. There's nothing inherently different from him at this age than there might be a little girl. And like, people will be like, Oh, well he doesn't like playing with dolls. And it's like, "Mm, who knows? He wasn't socialized to play with dolls. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's, you don't know. But in terms of emotion, like emotions, he's got the exact same range as a little girl. He's super sweet. He's super sensitive. Like he's exactly what everyone else is. Yeah. And everyone, especially newborn babies, everyone cries for their mothers and fathers. Every baby wants to suckle at the teat, you know, just for, I know, (laughs) I hate myself too for that. (laughs) I fucking hate you, but anyway, go. It's so gross. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I don't think suckling teats is gross. I just think the word teat is gross. Teat, suckling, <laughs> suckling at the teat. Oh my god, go on. You know what I mean? It's like there's this innate thing there where literally your survival depends on that milk, that nurture, and. Yet there's so much shame, I think, for men and women for having desires and the want of connection and support. And you were kind of saying it and what's going on with like the house stuff right now. It's like we all want a partner. We all want intimacy. And yet the universe right now for both of us, different situations and yet similar in certain ways. It's like we're still meant to be taking care of things a lot on our own. Um, even though we have full love and support, you know, in a very emotional, spiritual way, we're still physically having to get a lot of stuff done on our own. And same with our partners, you know what I mean? Like they're living their own lives and don't have our physical support at the moment. Right. But- Which is really difficult for, I know on my end, it's really difficult for him too, just because he's all of a sudden thrown into, and I'm sure for you too, a situation that he didn't anticipate. And yeah. And he's also in limbo because 
he's in Switzerland now with his brother. He stayed there um, because obviously the situation in Greece, even before the virus, is dire in terms of employment. Mm. And so he's staying in Switzerland. By the way, like, I'm going to get this wrong. So nobody, like, right back, like, she was off by a dollar. But um, <laughs> the minimum wage in Switzerland, in equivalent to U.S. dollars, is, like, fucking $22. Ooh. Minimum wage. Beautiful. So he's trying to get a job there. And he's been doing amazing, just, like, sending CVs out endlessly. But what happens is he speaks perfect English and fluent Greek, obviously, and Albanian. But he doesn't speak German. And so, like, even a retail job or, like, a run, like, a waiter, like, they want him to speak German. He's in Switzerland. And so he keeps being like, dude, I'm not getting any of these jobs because I don't speak German. Ah. I know. It's been brutal. I feel, and he's like, I wasn't even planning on getting any of these jobs. I'm supposed to be in the U.S. with the woman I'm supposed to marry, and now I'm applying for random jobs in Switzerland so that I can save some money, I guess, before I get there. Yeah. God. Yeah. And so I know he's going through all of that. And I have to constantly say to him, not constantly, but I I let him know, like, that must be really scary. You must feel really lost. It must be so strange. I've never had that experience. I've never lived in a country where I don't speak the language. I can't imagine what you're going through. Like, and I keep trying to do that for him because it's like the closest you can get to like physical support for someone. Yeah is saying I I can kind of relate to how you I'm feel. I'm doing my best to imagine what it's yeah. like for you right now. Yeah. Instead of crying on the floor because you're not here to help me with the house, which is what I want to do. But <laughs> I also know that you're struggling in your own place. Yeah. Well, you know me. I, I just want to right now cry, you know, and pound on the floor. And, um, and yet, yeah, it's 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 beautiful when the person you're most connected to, you can say, you know, what, let me let me try to see it from their perspective and be in their shoes and not make this completely about me. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag growth. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And I think something that's interesting for me, I don't know how it is because my partner's way younger. I have to be way more patient with him and just be like, you know. I maybe acted a fool when I was 23. Do you know, like, I maybe acted a fool in those situations. Or, like, he, he gets, like, really jealous of guys, which is hilarious. Because at this point of my life, I'm not, like, you know, in my smallest outfit at the club. It's just, like, not what I'm doing. But <laughs> at his age, that bracket, they're still going out. And, like, they still think that, like, you're seeking out male attention. Which I'm totally, like, neither of us do that. Yeah. But whenever a guy is in my vicinity, he, like, because he's not here, he still feels, like, threatened by it. And you don't know how to be like, oh, my God, I don't even think about that anymore. That's not even how my brain works. Yeah. No, it's so funny because it's opposite. Like, you, <laughs> I still get jealous. I get jealous over, like, stories from, like, 20 years ago. Um, he's like, there's something wrong <laughs> with you. And I'm like, I'm open to that theory. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I hate that I get jealous. It's embarrassing to have that quality. You know, I would love to be this bigger person that vibrates higher than jealousy. But he'll be telling me a story from his past. And I'll be like, you're going to have to stop talking about this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm getting weirdly jealous. Oh, no. I think it's funny. Like, we are just 
so this whole explosion happens after you get engaged and everyone you've ever known reaches out to you and more notably who doesn't reach out to you is really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're like, Oh, I kind of thought that person would be happy and say something to me, but they didn't. Um, but anyway, he was like, Oh yeah. Um, I was like, has anyone hit you up? That's interesting. And he was like, yeah, my, my ex-girlfriend that I haven't talked to in forever, like, message me to say congratulations and i had to like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, don't freak out because i mean a million dudes that i who had either wanted to date me or had like for them it was a huge l that i got engaged like did the really gracious thing and messaged me i'm so happy for you and in my head i'm like no you're not <sighs> but you know what I- <laughs> <laughs> but like even though that was happening to me when his ex-girlfriend messaged him i like lost my shit inwardly not outwardly yeah yeah no i i'm pretty well also the thing with with cg though is he's because he's also like been my my best friend from middle school even though there were years in between where we didn't you know touch base sometimes he just tells me stories like we're just besties like as if i'm like a best guy friend so he'll be telling me a story and he'll go into a detail of what was going on sexually with this person. And I'm like, hello. Yeah. I'm your girlfriend. Like, I don't need to hear that. And he'll start dying laughing. Sometimes it's just gross what he's telling me. Like, or funny. So he'll, and I'm just like, dude, I'm still your girlfriend. Like, like I don't want to know that. Nasty. I don't need to, I didn't need to hear that detail of like what happened when you came and what you know what I mean? like, like yeah it's a totally different relationship though like you said because you have that childhood bond with him which is such a different thing I mean that's like unbreakable when I still see my childhood friends it's like we instantly become those like eighth graders again that yeah. never goes away so yeah. it must be so interesting to like be dating one of those characters in your life yes yeah so it's just sometimes like bridging that because in middle school even though we had done some some messing around we were never boyfriend and girlfriend and so we always still told each other everything and for the most part never got jealous you know right so now it's like yeah that bond's still there but now it's like full-on boyfriend girlfriend but he doesn't really get jealous like he you know he he's like he's like impressed he says he's like that i've dated superheroes my whole life that's what he calls a lot of the dudes i've dated i can't he just doesn't get jealous which is beautiful you know i don't know how i would handle it but it's it's weird being the jealous one that's for sure although i guess it makes sense (laughs) you know what i just realized as you said that like me and costa have never really talked about our exes like it's never like, I've told him about, like, I had a really, like, bad time with one of my exes. I had an ex that I really wanted to be with. And I was, you know, square peg, round hole. Like, it was never going to work. And yep. that fell apart. And I was devastated. But now I realize that that was for the best. And that's pro- you just got the extent of what he knows about them. And that's it. That's kind of beautiful, too, though, you know. Yeah, like, I'm not interested. I know I know he, like, I know of the, because he's lived a bunch of places. I know there was a girlfriend in Athens. Um, I know there was probably a girlfriend in Ireland. And then that's it. Like, I don't, I think I know one of their names. He doesn't even know their names. Like, it's not even. Yeah. 
we don't discuss it. It's like that happened. It's not important now. And we don't have to talk about it. I think that's really healthy too. I think it's feeling into each situation and knowing what works. Like I felt like I owed, not that I owed him more, but like I was coming through something. Yes, you sure were. Yeah. So I felt like I wanted him to be fully aware of what I was just going through and not feel like I was lying or hidden in any way. And plus when I first found CG, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend yet, you know? So I felt like we were also in the situation where we both could (laughs) really confide in a way. You know what I mean? So, but, so, but because my situation was a bit fresher and for me, emotionally, what I was coming out of, I wanted him to just be very aware of like, Hey, by the way. Um, but he's, he's, yeah, he was, he's great about it. He's accepting and he knows my, had a bunch of lost time. I feel like it's so different for you because I didn't know Costa when I was little, I didn't need to fill him in on lost time. Like, yeah, it's totally different. I will say, and I think that this is something that we should cover quickly. Um, Costa was in the army for the past nine months. So I did not feel threatened by women ever. So I won't pretend that I'm a saint. I'm not. Um, and so I never had to worry about feeling threatened by women because he just wasn't around that many women. He wasn't allowed to go places. He was in the army. And um, mm-hmm. and as he, as he, so it's not it's not a subjective thing. He's very beautiful. Um, yeah, like he's he's beautiful like a model. Like he's been approached several times to model, and um, he's all lanky and shit. Like he just is exactly that person in that face. And and so I kind of laugh. Like I make fun of him for how good looking he is. It's become like a joke to try and not make it the most important part of our lives because it could be. Um, but now that he's back out in the world, like I think to myself, he's going to get a job in Switzerland. And the second those girls see them, they're going to freak out. Like they're Mm going to fall all over themselves. And so I have had to struggle through the imaginary jealousy, which you might have, you would, or like, I thought to myself, when he gets here, he's going back to college. He is going to be surrounded by other 22 year old girls and they're going to be dropped dead because it's just a different part of your life and a different part of your beauty when you're that young and that has definitely been super threatening to me but like I just have to talk myself through it and be like if this is supposed to be who I'm with it's going to be fine like he's going to be able to handle that whole situation and we've talked about it openly a thousand times like there will be other very pretty girls your age and you will be in group projects with them like you're it's going to be a really interesting time for you to work your way through that um yeah but I'm sure you feel similar in the fact that like right now CG is in a situation that he can't meet a bazillion different people yeah and so there's that like looming jealousy oh yeah yeah because he's such a hunk, but, like, no one's really gotten to see him. <laughs> right. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Assumptions about him, you know, that, like, would keep him single. <laughs> um, even though he's right, not But right if he's just lady. walking down the street or getting a new oh. job, like, a new job anywhere, there's going to be women that work there. Oh, yeah. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm wondering if you've had that, like, future jealousy as well. Of course. I hate it. I'm like, oh, wait till he's, like, out in the world. He's so, like... 
he's not just a hunk, but he's like funny and smart. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm just, I just hope that it's what you said. Like you just have to have faith. And if we're meant to be, we're going to stay dedicated to each other and we'll work out and that he loves me as much as I love him and will show me that, that loyalty. And you can only hope and pray for it, but I definitely, yeah, I definitely get into those places but if i go into those places too much with him he's just like kate do you know what i mean like he's no just- yeah we have to stop yourself because it's not useful like but i've no. had to run myself through it a million times like i've even had to say it to him like you might meet a gorgeous 19 year old girl and actually that wouldn't be inappropriate <laughs> you know what i mean like that would be a fine age of you to date someone who is fucking 19 and yeah. and like And he's like, yeah, but, like, I'm going to be going home to you. And I'm like, right. But it's not to say that you're not going to think that girl's beautiful because you will. And I was like, it's just making sure that you make the decision not to lean into it at all. You know? Exactly. Well, first, and then we got to wrap it up anyway because I did the commercial too early. But But I just want to end here saying you know, ultimately, you're Tina fucking Constas, and you are not only gorgeous, but your insides are gorgeous. Like, you're so talented. You're funny. You are an artist beyond belief, and you're just rare. So it's like, you know, there I mean, are same other for people. you, but at the same time, we're just human, too, you know? So you're oh, just like, oh. Yeah. I get it. I'm I'm jealous. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can say those words to you, and yet I battle the same things. But at the end yeah. of the day the right people for us are going to be loyal and see that unique, you know, gem within us, just like Edward sparkles, like a gem. In I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Well, we'll have the ultimate partner partnerships of our dreams, you know? So for sure. I'm excited for us. And thank me you so too. much for podcasting with me. I'm happy. Yeah. It was nice to talk to you as well. I know. Well, where can people find you? I don't think you really want people to find you. Maybe no, you're it's okay. They, you're they can find me. They can find me because it's my work account. It's not my personal account. Um, Kate's only saying that because if anybody knows what the evil eye is, I believe in it. So I get worried to attract too much attention. Um, yeah. But my work account is uh, on Instagram only. So it's at T-I-N-A-K-O-N-S-T-A-S at Tina Constas. Yes. So follow her there. She's an incredible interior designer. And if you guys want to follow me, it's at the Kate Wolf. And then if you want a healing, kwolf 2 fs 27 at gmail.com. And I've got an outdoor comedy show August 30th at Brick and Barrel in Maple Glen, Pennsylvania. Check my Facebook pages for ticket links. And once again, thank you, Tina, so much for podcasting. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.